Trying to be doing that bullshit. bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Oh, that's a good with Brian Simpson. Sorry, last week was was audio only, but we're back. You know what I mean? We we running a little snafus here and there. Um, Rob is back from the dead. Um, how you doing, Rob? How you feeling? Doing a lot better now. I'm still wearing my my mask, so if people hear some rustling, that's just my my beard against yeah. the uh, against the mask. But I'm feeling a lot better. I uh, I tested negative, but out of an abundance of caution. You okay, know? all right. I don't want all you right. getting sick on my on my behalf. All right. Um, so what have I been up to? I just came back from Va- Vancouver, Canada. Beautiful city. I'm not ever going to go back. But it was it was. It was, and it's just because the hassle of international travel, you know, for me, it's like, I'd have went through all that to go to like France or London or Zimbabwe or, you know what I mean, the United Arab Emirates or somewhere like that. But it was like, just, just the Canada, they made, they, they made it seem like, I don't know. And I made, I made a lot, I was, I spent the whole time there complaining about the border guards. And then when I came back to the United States, I realized that ours are worse. It's this, it's sort of this snobbiness, like who the fuck are you to think you're allowed in this, in this great country? It's that kind of shit. Um, had some good food though. Not gonna lie, but it's, 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 it's been a tech, it's been a tech couple of weeks. I complained on the last episode about my Sony, my XM5s. If you know me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a gadget guy. I, I'm always upgrading. I got the new XM5s. There was a firmware update. It fixed some of the issues. Not all. Um, so I still have my XM4s. I haven't decided whether or not I'm going to keep them. That they're there. I just bought a Odyssey Neo G9 computer monitor, so I'm excited to put that through the thrones. Got here today. In case y'all want to know, because I get asked that a lot. Because I talk, I mention tech, but I never talk about it. Because um, I don't know, it just feels boring. Because, because here's what I don't like: like a lot of the tech channels, they just repeat each other. You know, for example, they all fucking said that the XM5s were amazing, n- f- flawless, perfect head. And then I get them, and I'm like, these ain't, these don't even work correctly. So I don't know, you know, I don't know. You take that shit with a grain of salt. <clears throat> That's what's going on in my tech life. Anything else I need to talk about in my personal life? What you got coming up uh, in the next few weeks? Uh, next few weeks, I'm going to be in Oxnard this weekend, actually. So this same weekend, this is going to come out Thursday. I'm going to be there on Friday and Saturday in Oxnard, Sick. California at the Levity, uh, Oxnard Levity with Trey Stewart and Cal Irby. Very, both very, very, very funny people. Um, and then 17th and 18th, Toledo, Ohio at the, at the, at the Funny Bone. I'm gonna be there with Asan Ahmad. Um, and then I'm going straight from there to the Minneapolis, uh, comedy festival with Dusty Slay. And then I'm on tour with Bert Kreischer. So his four days, one in, Bon Secker's Wellness Arena. I think that's Greensville, South Carolina. And then the, so that's, that's Thursday, 23rd. Then from that Friday, Bristol, Tennessee, at the Speedway Drag Strip. That Saturday, the 25th, Gwinnett, Georgia, at, at Cool Ray Field. The 26th, Brandon, Mississippi, at Brandon. 
at Brandon Amphitheater. Yeah, and then last week, oh, the next week, the next week I'm going to be, the next weekend I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing, I forget which arena, but I'm doing an arena in Vegas with Joe Rogan, Hans Kim, and Tony Hinchcliffe. Those are my my favorite gigs. We getting suited and booted for the occasion. Um, it's a it's the big one, and we're gonna. I'm definitely going to the UFC event the next day, so we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna rock that motherfucker. I I can't wait. I that's I, that's been marked on my calendar for so long, and I didn't. Oh man, I we'll, you'll see, you'll see, because we're gonna be. If you follow my social media, I'm gonna be posting like a teenage girl in Cancun. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna be at the Ka Theater at MGM, right? The what? Ka Theater, K A. Is that Ka? what it is? That's what it's uh, MGM Grand Garden Arena. Oh, MGM. Yeah, it's gonna be at the MGM. MGM yeah. Grand. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So we're gonna, we do, we're we're doing comedy at the MGM, and then the fight is at the MGM too. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the fight Who is. Who fucking cares? I'm gonna be at both cares. of those things. <laughs> and I'm be, I got it. A lot, I got it a lot easier than than the the fighters. Man, what a fucking hard. What a hard life. That shit's that crazy, is. dude. You, especially, you know what's so, what's so crazy? Was the craziest thing about it is when you hear what they get paid. Like, when you hear what the top people get paid. Dude. It's, because it's, it's, then I start thinking, like, I see, I, you know, I see nine motherfuckers walking out with you and the UFC giving you $90,000 or whatever. It's like, how you pay for your insurance and your training and your coach and your corner man and all that? You know, you've been training for three months. You got to pay all those people. Even even like at the very tippy tippy top, you're talking like five hundred k to like two or three million, which sounds like a lot to people. But, even, but when no, you're but talking see, about a top tier athlete like that, that's not that much they're, money. Their UFC, their base, the top top guys, their base pay is like three four hundred thousand, and then if they're the champ or they're headlining the pay per view, they get points. You're right, right. That's how they get up into the millions. So it's like, but even that's not that much money. No, no. Well, you're talking about the entire. I mean, now I guess, I guess you know, when you're at the very tip, when you're a Conor McGregor type level, you're getting sponsorships and stuff like that. That's where like the real money comes in, right? No, they don't get sponsorships anymore. But doesn't he own like Proper Twelve and that kind of oh, shit? Oh, right, right. Well, well, yeah, he he owns his own stuff. Yeah, they start their gets, own businesses, but they're not allowed to. Um, because cause the, the UFC basically did what, like, the NFL did. Where, like, right. They made a deal with, I don't know if it was Reebok or somebody. I think but, it was Reebok. Yeah, but it was like, before that, the fighters got to have sponsors and walk in the ring with a banner. and Shout out to Condom Depot. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and now they can't do that. It, the, that money goes to the UFC, and the fighters don't get very much of it. You wow. Know? So it's one of those, it's, um, it's, it's tough, man, because I don't know how the fight business works for me to because I don't know what the UFC makes right 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 you know what I'm saying and I don't know what they risk either but it just but just from the fighters perspective me looking at it I'm like like the what they have to go through just for the chance to fight in the UFC and then when they finally get up there they making you know 100 grand a fight 200 grand that seems kind of low <laughs> you know, and it's fucking dangerous, and it's hard. Yeah, especially when you compare to boxers. Anyway, I, lo- I love the UFC. I love watching um, its martial arts. Like, uh, so anyway, I'm excited about watching it live. I've never been to a live one, so we'll right. see. We'll see how it goes. Um, okay, so you sent me. 
Yeah, I watched that video you did of the cop talking about that dude's fucking awesome. How being a cop fucked his mind up. Yeah, man, because <clears throat> when when I when I when I told you I took this I took a class a long time ago. It was like the sci- the the psychology of policemen or whatever, uh-huh. and it was like it's automatically damaged, especially like the ones. So the ones that live, the ones that are in big cities, is have it the worst because. Yeah. Because a lot of times they aren't from there. They didn't grow up in that community. They and 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 they have they have to go back and forth between completely gentle and and seriously aggressive. You know, it's like one you know one call is trying to you know calm down a child because her mother you know passed out or something, and then the next call is like there's a shooting on this or that, you know, and the next call is like, oh, you know, so it's, it's one of, it's, it's that emotional roller coaster, and, and also their training basically, it basically teaches them to have anxiety about everything. Yeah. You know, which to catastrophize every situation. Right. And I, and, and, it, and they really do. Like if you talk, if you, if you ever talk to a cop about a situation, it's like they always, they always thinking in like the worst terms, like, this is the, you know, they, they're, because it, it reminds me a bit of the military in the sense that, like, oftentimes you'll find yourself being overly prepared for a situation that is unlikely. Mm-hmm. You know, and in their case, the situation, I guess, is more likely, but still unlikely. I don't right? even think it's that much more likely for them. I think that it's the 1% of the 1% of the 1% of situations. The 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 video that you're referencing is the one I sent you called uh, How Being a Cop Broke My Brain by That Dang Dad on uh, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. And um, this guy's awesome. I've, I've, I've watched a lot of his a lot of his shit and he, he's, an, he's an ex-cop um, and he's for police abolition and he talks a lot about the training that he received in the he, he was in a major city in California. I can't remember which one, but it might have been like San Diego or something like that. Yeah, but I'm I'm uh, I'm not I'm not at all surprised about um about any of the stuff that you said. I guess I guess it, it you know it it kind of makes you a little more empathetic. Yeah. Um, but I still feel the same way I I always did. It's like <clears throat> police training needs to be re thought of rethought out revamped completely i think they need to have specialty teams for certain situations um where violence is not necessary it's it's interesting the point that he brought up towards the end of the episode where he was saying um you you have to you have to take a very long term view of it and chip away at the way that police are trained to think you can't just have like one big bill that completely abolishes the police and replaces them with community uh adjuncts or whatever the hell you know because the police will fight that because if you start trying to take away what they see as their defenses their their power their power then they will fight that tooth and nail and nothing will get done so you need to kind of chip away at it over time and take a 40-year look at it it's the people saying I mean, we, me and you, we kind of argued about this a couple episodes ago, but it's like abolish the police is per, is provocative mm-hmm. 
and it activates that all defenses up type thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like I think it's a completely stupid thing to to name to name what you really want something so extreme knowing how the opposition is going to react. Right. You know, it's like but who the who the who the fuck knows? I mean cuz cuz that's the thing. There are people that want to get rid of the police completely. Sure. You know, just like there there are people that want to ban all guns. Right. Neither of those things is going to happen. Right. Right. And but the overwhelming majority of people are reasonable and in the middle. It's like can, can't we just make it so you got to chip away at it. You got to chip like so like with guns. Like I'm a I'm a I know you're a pro second amendment guy. Yeah. I'm a pro second amendment guy. I'm a gun owner. I use guns regularly. Uh grew up with guns. But uh I believe in gun control. I believe in like reasonable regulated gun control. But you have to start with little things that are hard to argue against like magazine capacity restrictions and licensing. See, even that I don't think that's going to work. Because even when we suggest those things, look, I say, I say, we go the complete opposite direction. Instead of trying to ban guns, right, let's break those public school system up into houses like Hogwarts, except it's like weaponry. You know, you have one sword school, one poison, one gun, one explosives, one espionage, you know, and so Uh that way everyone's dangerous, Everybody can uh, choose their Dungeons and Dragons class. Everybody's and- can you imagine some 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 fucking school shooter running up in a, an assassin school or the poison school? No fucking way. No fucking way. So you want to turn American schools into Naruto? Is what you're saying? Yep. Okay, got yep. it. Yep. We tribalize, tribalize, organize, and um, and something that. Something else with eyes that sounds cool. Vaporize or antagonize. Exactly, exactly. Let's just arm everybody to the teeth. I feel like I feel like that's more. That's gonna have more support. I mean, the the, the thing that actually triggered gun control in California was, was Reagan. What's that? Was well, it was the Black Panthers? It was the Black Panthers running up in the, running up yeah. in the courthouse while, with, uh, or the was it the courthouse or was it the uh, it was state capital? State capital, state yeah. capital, yeah. While Ronald Reagan yeah. was uh, right, and then his was so funny. Ronald Reagan was because that's that's the other thing. A lot of these gun control people, a lot of these First Amendment people, they think Second they, Amendment. I'm sorry, a lot of these Second Amendment people, they care about. They care about white people having guns. Yes. When it comes to taking guns from black people, they all for it. That's right. like, like I'm sorry, because because this is this is the goddamn truth. If you didn't say shit when the Philando Castillo shit happened, you're you're full of shit. You're a fucking hypocrite. You don't care about guns. You care about you having guns and white people having guns. But this dude, like, it was. Have you you seen it? Right, the footage. Yeah. This dude was sitting in his. He was sitting in the passenger seat of his car, baby mama driving. Told the policeman that he had that he had a weapon that he was authorized to have, and before anything else could be discussed or happen, he was shot to death. Yep, right in the car with his children and his, the mother of his children. So it's like if that if that didn't that is that is textbook Second Amendment situation, right? Where where it's like if you didn't empathize with that guy because that could. That could have easily been, it, it, you know, and, it, and it, we, it blows my mind the mental gymnastics motherfuckers have jumped through 
so they don't have to change, right? I mean, you know, some of the some of the people watching that video and the justifications they had to make so that they didn't have to care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, it's wild. It's like, well, he moved a centimeter. You know, it's like, no, motherfucker. It, there's no, there's nothing in that video that's okay, unless you're you're blind to racism. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, what, are you are you making an argument that the cop was racist or whatever? That's to me. That's I think so. Of course, D- definitely unaware of his biases, right? Right. Because I don't think I've ever seen a video like that. I mean, I think people get wrapped around the axle trying to define whether or not an individual is racist, and it's like that's a distraction. Yeah, it's because, really more because, because that's not even because it's not even important, right? right? It's it's because of the, because the thing is, I think people have a hard time separating like was the cop right? Was the cop in the clan from does the cop have uh have like unarticulated biases right that cause him to be more on alert when he's pulling over a black person yes, yes. that's a that's a clear yes <laughs> right it's like it's like you know cause something about him just knowing the nigga had a gun set him the fuck off you well I mean, that goes back to the thing about the training with the cops where they're 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 trained to perceive threats at all times. Yeah, but 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 even but even still, it, <clears throat> even still, when <clears throat> it still depends on who the threat is, right? Like, oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I've seen I've seen cops face to face with like a biker gang, and they were calm than a motherfucker. Or or just just a few years ago when um, you know when it was right wing people running up in that same California capital, white right, with guns. They was calm as hell, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like because because they know that you're really not a threat to them, right? Unless see the see the difference is a lot of times when 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 cops are dealing with white folks, they're like you're you know you're not a threat until I see you be threatening, like like you're a default you're just a citizen until I know that you're a threat. But a lot of times when they're dealing with black folks, especially in certain neighborhoods. They assume that you're a threat until they see proof that you aren't. Right. Right. And 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 so the situation already starting out on eight. It's not. It doesn't take much for it to go to ten. And a lot of times, cops show up and they they they're the ones that bring the tension and and escalate. You know. So whatever. I mean, this. I I, I I'm be honest with you, man. I don't want to say I don't care anymore, but I'm just exhausted having the same discussion over and over and over again. I don't think I've ever changed anybody's mind about it. It's all I've ever done was just get uh, irritated. It's frustrating. Uh, you want to talk about something a little bit more fun? Yeah, I want to talk about this woman who sold her farts. Hell yeah. Now making 5K per day selling her titty sweat. This. We're living in we're living in the end times, man. <laughs> we're living in the end times. She was hospitalized. She was hot. She stopped selling her farts because she was hospitalized because of her diet. She was eating like only beans and shit like that, so that she would have more farts to sell. And she was hospitalized with some sort of gut bacteria thing. And then she got out the hospital and started selling her tit sweat. 
Yeah, man. And she's making $5,000 a day doing that. I, I you know, because, and, and look, this doesn't, it doesn't make me upset. It's just so absurd. I mean, listen, if, if somebody out there willing to buy your titty sweat, yeah, you know, sell that shit in jars, but babe. You know what I mean? Um, but but holy shit, who are the people out here buying Teddy Sweat? I mean, what do you even? Because you, you know what I used to hate when I was working doors and stuff. I would hate it when people would hand me money or their ID from under their titty. Oh, gross! It's like don't hand me no sweaty ass Teddy Sweat because that, that's still just sweat. It's like you might as well take it out of your shoe. You know I, what I mean? I don't. I don't. I don't understand why I. I sort of get dudes who have like a foot fetish and they want like shoes or socks that a girl's worn or like panties or something like that. But why farts and sweat? That doesn't. Well, I think I think well, so a lot of people are into both of those things. But in this case, like buying this shit from a like separate from the body is that's the, that's a whole other level of fetish. Yeah. Of like you just want. You just want a jar that could or could not contain titty sweat from this person. I think that's another level of of obsession that probably isn't healthy. But, I mean, I guess, look, if no one's getting hurt, I mean, what else are they doing? Why don't we crystallize this sweat and then smoke it and see what happens, you know? Yeah. Who knows what's in it? I mean, she's still, I mean, but she's making more than... She's making more than some women that's selling a pussy out here. I know. Jesus, selling she, and, titty and I mean, she just beca- she just got famous because she's she was like a reality TV star. On what reality show? Uh, her name is Steph Motto, and she is from I think she's from Ninety Day Fiance. I'm gonna check that real okay. quick. Man, I'm torn here. This next story, but we cannot leave before we talk about this. She's a she's a ninety day fiance per, uh, person. That was Steph Motto. Oh fuck her! I, I've I've never watched that, but um, just the concept is kind of sick to me. Um, <clears throat> but a man eats three Carolina Reaper chilies in eight point two seconds for the world record. This man's a lunatic. Look, man. Okay, so I learned. Um, I learned a while back that 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 spicy is not actually a flavor. Right. It's it is literally just pain in your mouth. And you the more you eat spicy, the more you dampen those nerves and so the more spicy shit you can eat. But you're still doing all the same damage. So it's like you you eating one Carolina Reaper is insane. Yeah, just just the pepper by itself—that's that's crazy. You could literally damage your esophagus. It's a it's a chemical reaction in the same way if somebody sprays you with pepper spray. Right. That's capsaicin. That's the active ingredient that yeah. makes you tear up and can damage your eyesight and damage your 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 bronchial tubes and all that shit. And I don't know what our um. What are the okay? So a Carolina Reaper pepper has an average of one million six hundred forty-one thousand Scoville units, which is how they measure 
the heat of stuff. Com- compare that to 2,500 to 8,000 uh, Scoville units for a jalapeno. Yeah, this is it's that serious. And it's like, you, I know you ain't taking, I know you didn't take a comfortable shit that night. <laughs> and this is his second attempt. Um, the other thing is that once you eat them, it's not like once it gets too spicy, there's anything you can really do about it. There's things like you can drink milk and you can eat ice cream and you can drink tequila and that will like counteract some of the spiciness. But I've, I've done, you know, in my younger days, I've done those like, you know, spicy sushi type challenge things. And it was Uh, a mess. It's awful. It ruins your whole shit for like a week. You can keep all that. I've never been a fan you know, I like a you know as I've it's taken me this long. I'm almost forty to I like a little heat, right? And every now and then, I, and even then, I want it on the side so I can have it when I want it and not have it. But like all up in the whole meal, nah, you can you can keep that. I, I like spicy stuff. I just don't need it to be over. This is this is turning it into sport, where it's just a pain. Yeah, tolerance. And then listen, and then listen. They interview this idiot like he's an athlete. They go. He goes, in practicing for an attempt like this, it's more about mechanics and muscle memory, so I time myself eating small sweet peppers to get the chewing and swallowing down to automatic responses. Uh, Sir, swallowing is already an automatic thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Chewing and swallowing, I think that's pretty basic stuff that you don't really have to practice. BS with Brian Simpson is now officially sponsored by Manscaped. The experts in below the belt grooming. Now, Rob, I recently had a, a a what I didn't think was a controversial tweet, but I basically said that America started going to shit when we let hairy pussies go out of style. <laughs> I think there's a correlation there. Um, and you know, I'm a fan of the hairy bush, not not unkempt. You know, because these people are like, oh, just bald. Oh, that's weird to me. Right. It's like, no, no, no. Like, you know, trim it up. Keep it neat. Moisturized. All that. Which is what all of this Manscaped shit is about. Um, it's just about grooming. Yeah, it's not about. It's, it's about grooming. Exactly. It's not about uh, looking like you're prepubescent. Okay. It's hygiene. It's hygiene. I personally use the lawnmower 4.0. Um uh, uh, this is their fourth generation precision trimmer featuring a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. You know, the little nipsies on your balls and an LED spotlight for a more precise shave. Plus, it's waterproof. This dude's got headlights on it. Yeah, it's it, it's perfect. It's designed to shave your balls. This isn't just like a thing that you like a little trimmer you bought at CVS or whatever, and you shave your head and you you shape up your mustache and then you hit your ball. No, 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 no. This is specifically for your balls, so you don't get those little nicks and cuts. Um, it's got several guards on it, you know, and you know, in case you're a man. Um, they also sent me uh, the weed whacker nose and hair trimmer. Uh, right here. I haven't used this yet. Um, I've used that thing. It fucking rules. Really? Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's time. It's time. I'm definitely old enough to be uh, trimming my nose hairs. <laughs> Dude, I don't think I had to trim my nose hair or my ear hair until I hit like 35 and then the whole game changed. Right, that's how I, I, needed, I felt. I need to do it 
all the time now. It, like it, every week, I'm like trimming up in there. But that thing works real fast. It just cre- creeps up on you. And it's again, it's nice. Um, it features the same skin safe technology that helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate uh, nose holes. Because you know, there's other nose trimmers out there. But you know, you if you haven't had one of your nose hairs just yanked out unexpectedly, I'm telling you, man, that's 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 like three spots down from getting kicked in the balls. Because <laughs> you you gonna, you gonna cry. You gonna cry for sure. It triggers your tear duct, so you're gonna cry regardless of whether it hurts that bad. Um, and finally, their crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toner will leave you feeling fresh as a daisy. Now, what the fuck is ball toner? It's like aftershave for your balls, I think. But oh. uh, I mean, it's, it's not like a skin, like a tan. No, they both just smell good. Oh, okay. again, you know, we're back to high. It's hygiene. Yeah, man. It's like there's a lot of motherfuckers who are who think that like, oh, I can't, I can't like get a girl or whatever because. I don't look a certain way, and it's like half the time those motherfuckers just stink. You just smell bad, just right? Stink. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I mean, listen. If your balls are smelling fresh, you're beating out like seventy percent of the population, <laughs> and it'll get you a more enthusiastic blowjob, which is the best kind. You know, you don't want to be grudging blowjob. You don't. You don't want somebody to have to suffer through <laughs> sucking your dick. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's what the ball deodorant is for. I have used the ball deodorant. It does smell fantastic. Never used a toner before, but I'm going to use both of these this week and, and, and tell y'all what this is about. Uh, they also sent me some boxers. They also you sent, hold that up for the, for the yeah. cam- for this camera here. They sent me some boxers. They, uh, they also sent me a t-shirt. Some swag. Some, little some- swag, little swag. And I, I wear t-shirts all the time. Oh yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Wow, this is nice fabric. I'm actually wearing a pair of those right now. They wow. sent me some too. Wow, Rob getting freaky with you, with the audience. Here. Absolutely. Okay. I want the audience to always um, know what kind so, of underwear I'm wearing. Uh, thanks, Manscape. <clears throat> Get all that and more with the performance package, and they'll gr- they'll throw in a free gift, performance boxes, which I just showed you, uh, and a travel bag. Uh, to hold all your goodies. Join the four million men who trust Manscaped with their balls. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BS20 at manscaped.com. Again, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BS20 at manscaped.com. That's code BS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Like 30 minutes. Okay, one more. Um... Let's go science. We haven't done science. 830 million year old crystal might contain life and we're about to open it. What the fuck does that mean? From lemons to ham, salt is a handy food preservative, but researchers studying some really old salt crystals found them preserving something else. Evidence of life. There are little cubes of the original liquid from which that salt grew, and the surprise for us is that we also saw shapes that are consistent with what we would expect from microorganisms. Well, that's not as interesting as I thought because I don't know why scientists do this nowadays. I don't I don't remember them doing this when I was growing up, but they they always they be telling you what they might find. Nigga, shut up <laughs> till you have a discovery. Fuck you talking about what it might anything it might be. You know what I mean? It's like tell us what you found. I don't give a fuck what you were speculating about. Um, all right, one more. 
And then uh, I'm going to read some of the fan stuff. Can I talk to a human? Spain presents customer service bill. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about this. Tired of speaking to the machine when you call it a bank or power company? Spain's government wants to end those nerve-shattering one-sided conversations with a computerized answering service by making it obligatory for companies to offer a real flesh-and-blood customer service worker when so requested by a caller. That is one among a battery of measures, including in a customer service bill presented by Spain's left-wing coalition government on Tuesday. The bill will need to be approved, blah, 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 blah. And that's and you know you know what I bet you happened some some high ranking government official was on the phone with like Bank of America or Bank of Spain and they was on that bullshit just like USAAB and he was like I'm over this I'm, I'm gonna I need revenge that's how I felt in fact I was waiting for my sweet revenge from USAA but now I'm just out of patience I'm just closing my accounts and moving all my money and moving all my future money to some other place because. They're evil. I guarantee, and I don't know why I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking as though this is a bank. that, like, I'm, I'm talking as though all my assumptions about this case are true. But I guarantee, I, I, I would bet money that it was a bank. Financial institutions tend to be some of the worst offenders when it comes to this labyrinth of phone trees, like yeah. these automated phone trees. And, and you can tell like they're trained to get you off the phone, not to, yeah. help, not to help solve your problem. You know, they're 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 not there to help you solve your problem. They're there to get you so frustrated with your inability to talk to a person that you quit because it, it happens oh. with banks and it happens with hospitals and insurance. And shit well, that's like that. why okay. I went way off topic because I was actually talking about talking to people. Talking, talk. I, all my frustration came from talking to a person, but oh, okay. But yeah, I, so anyway, you know, I don't think this. I think a lot of places do this, the automated thing, to save money. But I, but I feel like if you're a shitty institution, talking to a person ain't gonna help. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just gonna make you even more frustrated. I talked to a person. This is what made me leave this bank. I talked to a person the other day, and. Um, out of the blue, so this this really two stories that has happened. It, it happened when I was really poor, and it happened when I was really, I mean, now that I'm successful, it's, it's happening again. Where I'll deposit checks and they'll put them on hold, and they won't give you a reason. You know what I mean? Right. And and, and, and I'm talking to this lady, and she was like, "Well, there's nothing that I can do about it." I was like, "Is there someone that can do something about it?" She was like, "I can talk to you to a supervisor." I was like, "Okay, but uh, is that worth my time? Like, is he capable of?" releasing these holds and she's like well um well i can't i can't say yes or no to that like i can't give you any expectations of what he's gonna say i'm like i'm gonna ask you what he's gonna say i'm asking you if he has the power to solve my problem or am i wasting my time talking to him she's like i can't say what and we talked and she did that for about you'll go around in circles five minutes on that like, for an hour yeah and i was like because i don't want to i don't i don't want to be on the phone for another hour with somebody that's not that can't doesn't even have the power to do anything right you know so yeah, yeah, and it's it's one of those things. And here's the wild shit: this was my tax return. This was a government check, and they were like, it's, it, and they put it on hold for seven days. And I was like, I'm, and I'm, and it, and it, this started happening randomly out of the blue. And I was like, why is this happening? Like, well, we 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 can't discuss our policies. What the fuck that mean? So it was. It, it, I'm just. I'm over the. I'm over this bank. USA is is. Man, if I told, in fact, one day I'm gonna do a whole episode on why I fucking hate this bank. But I've had so many 
disappointing interactions with them. You gotta you gotta join a credit union. <sighs> well, okay, that's a story. That's a whole thing for a whole other day. But I have my issues with them as well. So this question is from Matthew. So say, Brian, wanted to share, get your reaction to this story, which is embedded in the truest form of bullshit. Basically, this 22-year-old man in Louisiana is being interrogated by police when he asks, uh, why don't you just give me a lawyer, dog? But instead of the interview ending like it should have, they kept questioning him, and he ends up making damning statements to his case. A court ruled that it is up to the police questioning him to interpret if he was invoking his right to counsel. They claim it wasn't clear because he asked for a lawyer dog, which does not exist. Yeah, I'm I'm familiar with this case. Okay, this this is the kind of shit to make my blood boil. Where it's like, how how do you how do you think he's asking for a dog lawyer? And and what plan? Like like really? That's that's what you're going to... Like, I can't even believe that, that, that a judge would even let that fly. You know? Because uh, it's fucking Louisiana, dude. That's why. Because the guy's black, and they don't give a fuck. And it's motivated reasoning to infringe on this guy's Fifth and Sixth Amendment rights. And he don't have the money to take it all the way to the Supreme Court or whatever? Well, it did go... It went to the Louisiana Supreme Court, and... They they agreed with the uh, appeal court that that the appeal court had ruled correctly that he that, was that, 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 that he was not in fact well so okay so they do this they do this bullshit right where it's like they're not saying that he wasn't invoking his right to legal counsel they're saying that it was reasonable for the lower court to determine that he wasn't. Right? How? I, On what? Who? Who? Who is being interrogated? Who's who's being interrogated by the police? And goes, give me a lawyer, dog. He wants Airbud. And, and of all and right, of all the ways you can interpret that statement, you interpreted that he wants a lawyer, dog. That's that's. You know uh, it, 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 it shows how fucked up our our uh, jurisprudence around uh, invoking counsel is in this country, where as soon as somebody says that they want a lawyer, even if it's ambiguous, and equi- like because they're saying, oh, this was an ambiguous and equivocal reference to a lawyer dog, right? Saying ambiguous and equivocal. I don't think it's very ambiguous or equivocal at all, but even if it were... That should still be enough to just end the interview right there and get them a lawyer. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, e- exactly. Even if, even if what he's asking for, even with, even if what he is in fact asking for is a dog that is a lawyer, he's still asking for a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That you know, you understand what I'm saying? It's like, oh, but, oh, that's not that's not a real kind of lawyer. It's like, no, 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 motherfucker. You know what I want. I want so I want to not be in here answering questions without representation. The um the key Supreme Court case in this is uh Davis v United States, which is the 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 phrase that was used by the defendant was maybe I should talk to a lawyer. And that mm. was that was deemed to be 
too ambiguous to trigger the invocation. Yeah, I think maybe maybe I should talk to a lawyer is different than get me a lawyer. I think that it should be automatic that you shouldn't even have to ask for a lawyer. Now, that's not in the Supreme Court jurisprudence, but I just think I think that that should be the the legal rule. Yeah. I, I think you should automatically get it. I think if you say the word lawyer, you should get a lawyer. Yes. Um, but and and they actually do do that in some countries where like you automatically get a lawyer. Uh-huh. They do. Or, or you can or you waive your right. So, yeah, so I mean, it, you it, can it, always it, waive your right to a lawyer, but the thing is I think that it should be automatic that you're basically invoking it unless yeah, you waive that's it. Stupid. Dude, never never talk to the police. Like, bro, you have to understand. Like, a lot of people don't get, don't get it. They think, they think it's some kind of listen. The only information you ever need to provide to the police is your name. Like, like you can give them information like that's on your ID, your name, right. where you live, your life, driver's license number, stuff like that. But when they start asking, when they start making inquiries about your activities and how many and where were you? No, 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 no. Don't fucking talk to the police because, because here's the thing. Nothing you say to a police officer can ever help you. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking about when, when you're being questioned for, you know, when the policemen are questioning you, nothing you say to them can help you. Nothing going, you know, you know, maybe, maybe you can talk yourself out of a speeding ticket or some shit like that. But I'm talking about when you, when crimes outside of traffic violations, it's like, there's nothing you say, because here's, here's the thing. Police are not allowed to testify on your behalf. So anything, like when they tell you in your rights, anything you say can and will be used against you. That's absolutely right. Anything you say can be used against you, can't be used for you. Correct. So there's no, you literally get nothing out of talking to the police. You go, you get nothing out of it. All It's all downside. So just for your own shit, all, as soon as they start, as as, I want my attorney. Attorney, 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 lawyer, lawyer. You know, like don't even, it's not, no matter what the fuck the situation is, even if they go, oh, we just bring you in a scop, a sculptory, you know, like they, they try to ease into you. They're full of shit. They're always full of shit. And, the, and they, they fucking cream their pants at people that don't want a lawyers. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and, and I'm telling you, man, this, this is just, this is, this is just good advice. Never talk to the police without a lawyer ever. 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 Yeah, it's just, I, I can't stress that enough. And, and learn, there's a few phrases that are useful for learning. One is, am I free to go? Yeah, am I free to go? If they say yes, then you leave. Then leave. Right? Yeah. If they say, no, you're not free to go, then- Am I being detained? Am I being detained? Yeah. If they're saying yes, it's like, why am I being detained? And for the purposes of this conversation, detain means impeding your progress. You know what I'm saying? If, yeah, a, yeah. if 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 any time any time a cop is stopping you, to even if they stop you just to talk to you, they're detaining you. If they are impeding your progress through the world, they're detaining you. So that that's that's a detention, and reason and reasonable suspicion is not the same as probable cause. Reasonable suspicion is other is is the, that's the standard for when they can detain you, and probable cause is the standard for when they can search you. Um, 
but, but, but reasonable suspicion is just what Rob said. It's the point they, is they have though, to know that a crime is being committed, has been committed, or is about to be committed. And and one of the things that police will often do is they will try to extend unconstitutionally the period of time that they're interacting with you so that they can either obtain reasonable suspicion to continue to interrogate you or get probable cause to arrest you. And that is unconstitutional, but, you know, people people will put themselves in the yeah. position where they allow cops to do that, you know? Yeah. Like, Yo, am I free to go? That's that that's that's gonna get you out of a lot of shit. Am I free to go? Am I free to go? Yeah, now, no, I am not saying be an asshole to cops. No. You know, because and then a lot of times too, cops will just straight up violate your rights. You know, anyway. And the time to win those battles is in court. You know, it's like follow the instructions of the of of police officers and try to try your best to be respectful. Like don't escalate the situation. But at the same time, it's like don't talk to them either. Like don't don't say anything about yourself. Don't say what you saw. Don't say what you know. Don't say where you were. Let's go. Hey, well, listen. If we go in there, I'd like my attorney. You know what I mean? Am I free to go? No. Okay. What am I being detained for? This. Okay. I need my attorney. Because the moment they say yes to any of those questions, I want my lawyer. Right. Am, am I being detained? Yes. Okay. What for? Okay. I need my lawyer with me. And 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 the thing is, you can uh, you can do all of this politely, right? You can try to do it in a professional manner so that you don't exacerbate the situation. And sometimes you'll get you'll get flack from a cop if just for asserting your rights. And the thing is you can't take the bait and like exacerbate that further by like mm. getting loud or getting aggressive because if you start doing that, then you're going to give him uh, or him or her but probably him uh uh you're going to validate their their suspicions of you and they'll they'll come up with some some uh bullshit reason for why they need to put you in cuffs and then you fight against them trying to put cuffs on you and now you're resisting arrest and yada 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 and it gets out of hand real fast so you just politely decline to answer any questions without a lawyer present mm-hmm. and keep asking if you're ready, if if you're will if you're free to go and when they say yes then you move on hell yeah Things get trickier when you're driving. So, you know, there's there are different laws about what sort of information they can get from you when you're driving. It depends on your state. So look into that stuff. But uh, ACLU puts out um, uh, documents and documentation and videos about each state, what right. your rights are during a traffic stop. It also depends on what race you are. <laughs> yeah, that helps. It helps. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you look like me, then it helps a lot. Yeah. In the meantime, though, um, yeah, everyone doesn't have equal rights, but we can have even ball hairs with our manscape <laughs> uh, trimmer. Uh, thanks for enjoying the episode, guys. See y'all next week.